We know y'all want to get into that turkey and that smelly-ass ham, <laughs> but we got to talk about the Chicago Bulls first. We're going to talk about Zach Levine trade market being limited. Then we're going to talk about Kobe White's last two games and how he can continue to improve and then end it off with some of the best food you can have on Thanksgiving. And it's something you can't have at the dinner table as well. Y'all know we're mm. going to talk about it. But you know, you got to hear the music. Yeah. Shy Bulls Podcast with the Cognac Boys. I'm Cognac Boy Bobby. Happy Thanksgiving. And on with my dog, C-Dub. How you doing, boy? Boy, you know, this is my favorite holiday, boy. I'm feeling great, boy. I'm feeling great. <laughs> this the day Unc gained an, an, an additional 15 pounds. That's how Now we go keep it real like that. <laughs> but hey if you like what you're listening to today hit the like button subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so every time we drop you'll be one of the first ones to know now see Dub. KC yep. Johnston last night came out and said that, hey, let's keep it a buck. And pretty much, hey, the trade market right now for Zach Levine is pretty limited. Mm-hmm. What do you think is contributing to that, my guy? Um, it's, I'm going to attribute that to Zach Levine and himself and the way he's played this season. Uh, also, the way he's handled this situation is not the best. Uh, uh, that can uh, scare off a couple uh, willing suitors to get his services. Oh, I like the way I'm talking today. Nice, <laughs> uh, Zach Levine, um, he's a terrific player, bro, but he's having one of his worst years of his career when it comes to numbers wise. When you look at his stats across the board, um, I, I, it'll be hard pressed to find a team that's gonna willing take this type of problem you know with the with the other stuff that's off the court him um the clutch whatever clutch strategy they got going it is obvious and we can see it coming from a mile what team want to deal with that so i'm sure that some team will eventually do it but people are uh are doing their due diligence now like hold on do we really want to you know what i'm saying want this guy over here and bring that type of drama over here so and his play hasn't been that good, so it's really on him. I'm looking at it like this. Hey, it's a number of things on why the, the trade market is limited. For one, you're getting an older player who's on a max contract, so the money is, is the one thing that's going to be in the way. Then the guy still has three years left. So it's a win if you can trade for him, but you got to give us some assets in return, in my opinion. And plus, if you're looking at the contracts, most players that recently just, you know, re-up with their with whatever whoever team that they're on, they can't be traded until December 5th. And some of those contracts even spanned into January, not December 5th, excuse me, December 15th. And then those things, some of those players, you can't even move them until January. So I think this type of thing is going to take time. But also I look at if you trade it for Zach Levine, you got to be trading for a player that's going to help you get over the top. And I say that because if you look at a young team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't think they have, you know, they they know that they're good this season, but I don't think they're like, hey, we are for sure 
title contender right now. You can't say that. And then you're looking at other young teams. You might, I know Sacramento has been placed out there. That team who has some playoff success, who's kind of seeing what they got to work with, you might be like, okay, cool. We might be able to do that, but we still believe in the young players, and then we're going to gradually grow instead of jumping the gun. And then my last point, C-Dub, hey, look, if James Harden can bounce around from all these teams in four years, <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody could get Zach Levine. But, again, it comes back down to what's the return. So that's a lot of things you got to look at. See, I didn't I didn't go the contract route and how much money he's making because if a team wants them, they're gonna pay that back. These are billion dollar companies. I'm just going off of his uh attitude and the way this situation is going. It is not a positive thing that is going on with pop with Zach Levine. Damn, did I just ram accidentally? This is gonna be a great Thanksgiving, bro. Look, uh (laughs) hey. He caused it too much track uh havoc. I think people are really getting tired of uh clutch sports and Rich Paul. Not me. This is not me, but I could just tell the teams is looking like this guy got too much power, bro. Look how he what he's doing. Zach Levine ran to Rich Paul and he said, Man, I want out of the boards. And Rich Paul gave him a plan. And they're following that plan to a T. And it's going to work. And some team would eventually grab him. But some teams are looking like, oh, do we want that? Look at Jay. When you brought up James Harden, is he clutch too? No. Is he, he not clutch? But it's the same type of situation. Do you want that problem? But somebody eventually will because of his talent. That's because of the talent of Zach Levine. He eventually will find us. Yeah, but I think that if, if, like, if this type of thing continues, you still got to look at other things too, especially, like, when you brought up good points, you know, things that's happening on the court. Yeah. We- for the last five or six games, or we'll just place it back to when the damn news came out. Zach Levine is missing until the fourth quarter of those games. On purpose. Like, literally. <laughs> and then in last night's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, Zach Levine was out with a right foot, right foot soreness. I said, damn, when he hurt his foot? <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> when did he hurt his foot? So some teams can't look at that. But hopefully these guys, you know what I'm saying, that's running these front offices realize, hey, it's just a disgruntled player. Because for the most part, let's keep it a buck in his career with the Bulls, he's dealt with just about everything. Dealt with Jim Boylan, dealt with Fred Hoiberg, dealt with Billy Donovan, dealt with Archie Diakono, Felicio on his team, uh, who is uh, Thomas Sadoransky. He had those type of players on his team. Yeah, he dealt with a lot, and he ain't really, you know, caused any problems until now. So yeah. for the most part, I think that might be it, it. Some hopefully they take that into consideration. Oh, don't don't take my commentary that I'm taking the um the organization side or anything. Oh no, like not at all. Because absolutely, he's taking his fair share uh punches to the face. You know what I'm saying? All always hearing his voice, hearing his name, and uh trade talks. Uh, Facts. dealing with these crazy ass coaches, as you said. So he said he's gonna strike back. And just the Chicago Bulls fans are the casualties if you like Zach Levine on this team, because I know it's a lot of people that don't like Zach Levine on this team. But if you like him on this team, we are the casualties of his uh get back, if you want to sure. say it's straight up get back for sure. And that make a lot of sense too. Hey, but y'all let us know where y'all stand on that. Why do you think the trade market? 
It's kind of limited for Zach Levine right now. Let's go ahead and hear what you got to say. Now we want to move on to Kobe White. C-Dub, we came into the season like, hey, give him a shot. So yeah. far, I believe it's kind of been up and down, but mm -hmm. Kobe White is starting to find some consistency, in my opinion. He still had those little games where you're like, damn, Kobe, where you at? You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. like in those two games against the Magics. You know, that was I believe that was an opportunity for Kobe to take advantage. But nonetheless, he didn't. But the last few games and even if you're looking at the season, he's been all right, especially mm -hmm. last two games against the Heat. He put up 20 points, five rebounds, three assists. And then last night against the Thunder, he had 23 points, five assists, and he shot seven threes. And then it opened up the game. And at least they tried to claw back in before Billy Donovan yanked him. What more would you like to see from Kobe White as he continue on through this season? Yeah, um, Kobe White, um, he's trending upward. He's trending in a positive way. Um, I didn't like that his uh, field goal percentage, it, it, you could just listen to his field goal percentage at 40.3 as your perm, as your um, – as your uh, primary ball handler shooting at a 40% rate is not good at all. And then at that 35.6% from the three point range, that's not, that's not good at all for a guy in his, his ilk. If you want to be the star point guard with the ball in your hands, I need that up just a little bit, maybe 30, 38, 39, something like that. I need that from Kobe white. And I think he can do that. But recently he's been more aggressive, uh, 20 and 23, his last two games respectively. And what's more important to me, he's shooting at a better percentage at 50% and over 50% in last game against the Thunder. Now, since he started to shoot more because IE Zach Levine ain't want to shoot or he didn't play in the last game, his assists went down. Now you are the point guard, uh, Kobe White. You're going to have to find that median. You're going to have to find middle ground uh you're going to be able going to be have to be aggressive on offense and also be a be our lead playmaker on this team uh his high for for assists in this game is seven in in this in this season is only seven seven assists he's averaging 4.1 right. i want to i want to get that up to to like 6.5 seven assists per game I think that's you know what I'm saying? It just to just to be a threat. You, know, you gotta be our lead ball handler, our lead assist man, lead a playmaker. And I want you to be aggressive on the offensive end as well. So he gotta find that medium. It looked like he he finally found a little foothold in his shit. You know what I'm saying? He's getting a little, little better in the last five games. He's shooting a little better, but we need more though. We need more. I'm with you on that too. And I will say, like it, I'm with you on the percentages. But he started, you said he was up to what, 35% from the three? 35, 35%. He started the season off at 31. So we, yeah. we trended upward. So that's a good sign. But I think the my two biggest things for Kobe White is demand and command. First and foremost, command. He needs to command the offense. In the yeah. second half of this game, because he got going in that first half, in the second half of last night's game, you see him kind of drift away and out of the offense, and the ball was primarily, you know, operating amongst DeMar DeRozan and Alice Caruso. Good point guards, solid point guards that are leaders, and I'm not saying he's not a leader because I do believe he's growing as one. They command the offense. Hey, give me the ball. I'm ready to do my job and put guys in position so they can go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, do what they got to do. So that's the command part and the demand part. You got to demand the ball and command the offense. We know that's like the two biggest things 
from that. And, you know, with that mentorship from CP3, hey, no way you supposed to get kicked out against Buddy last night. I ain't going to lie. He a hater. But <laughs> anyway, continue moving up with Kobe White. To be honest with you, so far, I think right now, I, I got to give him, if, if, if I'm grading him, I ain't asking you for one. If you want to give in, that's cool. But I'm going to say so far right now, we, we probably at like a B minus. And we trending upward with Kobe White so far in the season. Yeah, uh, I'll give him a grade. I don't care. Uh, I didn't know his name was Alec Jacoby. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> oh, bro. Alec <laughs> Jacoby. Jacoby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I'm going to give Kobe a C plus. Um, I think it's still room for improvement. And, then, and I'm still impressed of what I've seen so far. If that make any sense, it's room for improvement, yep. and I'm impressed with what I've seen so far. Sure. I think, the, like you said, he's trending up. He still got some ways to go. He only 23 years old, which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I thought he was. He been 23 for three years, oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for real. So y'all, let us know about that, man. We talked about that Kobe White stuff. Let us know how y'all feeling about Kobe White. But y'all know what today is. It's Thanksgiving, so y'all know we gotta end this off the right way. C-Dub, what are your top three foods on Thanksgiving? If you want to go, you can rank them in any order. I say put some, put it on wax in Yo. order. How you Yo. coming? Hey, right, here we go. In order. And it's going to be a combination at number three. I need the dressing plus the ham. You know, the not stuffing. <laughs> dressing. Oh, bro, with ham. At two, I need that baked macaroni and cheese. My sister is the best in the world in baked macaroni and cheese. I know everybody say that about they peoples, but mine is legit. Let's bet money on it. Oh, bro. Number one is chitlins. I don't give a damn if y'all don't like it. It's your own fault. All you got to do is put some ketchup on, not ketchup, put some hot sauce on it. <laughs> put some hot sauce, get some cornbread, it's busted greens, you know what I'm saying? But that's my three. It's hard to, to dumb it down to three, but that'll be my three favorite foods for Thanksgiving, bro. Mmm, bitch. <laughs> bro, I'm going this way. Number three, hey. I'm going to go with the greens. Well, hey, get your nutrients and stuff. Y'all know me. I'm talking like, about yeah, get no. your nutrients. Get your nutrients, man. <laughs> get your greens in there. You know what I'm saying? Number two, I got to go with my mama mac and cheese. Yo, you call bro. it macaroni, mac and cheese, I don't care. It's still do the same thing. It's still mac and cheese. You oh, know what bro. I'm saying? Mac and cheese. Y'all get the point. I hope y'all caught the drift. <laughs> Number one, I ain't going to lie, C-Dub. I ain't going to lie. Give me that jerk turkey. Look black at this, people, man. black people will jerk a human body if they can jerk it. <laughs> but give me the jerk turkey, bro. My mama, she do it right. Oh, and, I, and I ate my boy. He got his own catering business down here in South Carolina. He made a jerk turkey. It was <laughs> so. Give me the jerk turkey as the number one, bro. It just be, it be hidden, could, jerk turkey at number one is crazy, nephew. That's hey, new. People That's don't like, like the last turkey. five years, bro. People That's don't like, like turkey because they ain't making it right. Y'all keep it. going to people that don't make it right. Make it right. You turkey gotta put that butt on that. Hell. You gotta you gotta inject it. You gotta you 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 gotta treat that bird 
with a little bit of dignity after what they did to it to get it in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> he said treat it with a little dignity. <laughs> For real. And C-Dub, you bogus as hell. Chitlins is the worst thing you can have on a Thanksgiving plate. Man. Bro, what's and I wrong can't believe you put that at number one. What? I put it at number one because it's a delicacy. It's an ebonical delicacy. And everybody should stop trying to uh, fight it and just take it, bro. Y'all just scared of it because y'all know where it came from. And y'all ain't got the right cooks to cook it. My mama and sister is the best cooks in the world. <laughs> and it'd be fire. Oh, bro. They don't even cook a lot, bro. They only cook a little ass salsa pan. <laughs> man, you got to fight for your little piece, bro. Yo, bro, because when you ain't touching it, and when you walk in, you're like, damn, is the chitlins done? Because this is tank. <laughs> it's tank in here. Somebody fought it. Oh, bro. Did you pass gas? Did you soil yourself? <laughs> Smell bro. good. Good ass. Good ass. What's the worst party? thing you can have on a plate? I pick chitlins. What's the worst thing you can have on a plate? mashed potatoes and spaghetti and shit like that that shit just don't fit for thanksgiving for me uh raisins in the uh potato salad y'all tweaking y'all ass off um what else uh any type of other restaurant food i don't care what it is i don't want to see no popeyes i don't want to see no kfc <laughs> don't be bringing no mcdonald's up here i don't want to see no mcdonald cups don't stop at mcdonald's or nothing it's all about preparing food today that's it. Right. Best dessert. Give me the banana pudding. Give me the Ooh. banana. Give me the banana pudding. My mama go crazy with the banana pudding. Give me bro. the banana pudding oh, for the best bro. dessert on, on, on Thanksgiving. Sweet potato pie too, but my mama banana pudding just smacked that shit out the park, bro. Banana pudding. I can't lie. <laughs> C-Dub, you got anything left, man? Hey, man. Hey, man. Y'all take care of yourself. You know, when you get to the table, take your time, bro. Just sit down. Just relax. Don't go just dig in like that. Just take your time. Have a conversation. Eat while you conversating. If it's too good, ain't nobody going to say nothing. They just going to sit there and eat that shit up. Like when they everybody done, they like, oh, that was good. Now y'all going to get to talking and kicking it, getting the lick going, getting the liquor going, getting the uh, games going, get the conversation going. I just love Thanksgiving, bro. Let's get it. For sure. I'm going to just go ahead and end it this way. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for supporting Shy Bulls Podcast, me, C-Dub, and what we do. Shout out to our podcasting family, Big Kev, Steve-O, Hayes, all the people we connected with, Mike Beasy, local Bulls fan, P-Kid, and shout out to the greatest chat in the world, Auntie Goon. How does it end? Brandon L. Jet, Jay Capone, Lincoln, uh, CJ The Truth. Uh, Giovanni, bro, I know I'm missing. It's a couple names, but charge it. Don't, don't charge it to my head. None. Y'all know how. Y'all know the saying. I can't even say it right now. But special thanks to y'all and everything that we do, man. We've been on NBA Central. Y'all over there. We've been on Chicago Bears Central. Y'all over there. We've been on Players Choice and Players seen some Choice. of y'all over there. Yeah. So shout out to y'all. None of this is possible without the support from y'all and the support from our podcast family. And make sure tomorrow night. An hour before the Bulls game, you get that link, you come in, and you talk your smack about the Chicago Bulls. The Cognac Boy Invasion will be live at 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's 6 p.m. Chicago time. Be there or be square. 
Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was 90s like a motherfucker. <laughs> but, hey, that's it from us, man. Make sure you subscribe here for all your latest boys content. If you want to sound off, our mailbag episode will be coming tomorrow. So call in, 773-242-9219. It's another episode of Shy Boys Podcast. Enjoy y'all Thanksgiving. I'm Bobby. That's C-Dub. We're going to catch y'all on the next one for sure. Go back some hot sauce, bro. Yeah, yeah for them stankin' ass chitlins. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. Gang.